Hi, I'm Jack. Hi, I'm Rob. Hi, I'm Tim, and welcome to the podcast, Crohn's and Ulcerative Colitis, How to Spell Them and Other Problems. Hello everybody, welcome to the Crohn's and Colitis, How to Spell It and Other Problems podcast. It's quite a mouthful, isn't it? Um, we This is episode one and uh, we're just going to set the scene a little bit on what we're going to try and do with this podcast um, moving forwards. We've got some some um, episodes lined up, um, but first of all, we wanted to talk about um, who we are and why we decided to run this podcast. Um, the first instance of it between us, we're going to do, I think we've got about five or six podcasts lined up that we're going to run. And then if people like it, we'll probably carry on after that. Um, so we'll start with who are we? Um, I'm not going to start with me. That sounds really self-indulgent. So I'm going to go to you, Rob. I'm going to go, who are you, Rob? And what are you doing here? So why am I here? That's a, that's a, a rather big question, isn't it? I think beyond this podcast, but I, my name is Rob Bevan. I am a, a chiropractor and I run a chiropractic clinic um, down in Sirencester. I had ulcerative colitis for 10 years and ended up with a, or elected to have a permanent um, ileostomy um, back in October 2022, I think. So kind of just eight, 18 months or so ago. And around that time, there really wasn't a lot of information around why I did it or when I was searching for answers. So discussing with these two, we kind of came up with an idea to have a, a kind of a patient facing information gathering podcast where people who were like me, who didn't quite know where to go, didn't quite know where to get any answers, could turn to to find the answers that, you know, that I had to, to or find the answer to many questions that I had, if that makes sense. Mm. And, and, and probably still kind of, have. Yeah, and still have, yeah. So we put our heads together and came up with this idea as a podcast. And uh, mostly it's the, the brainchild of Tim, I think, who came up with this idea in the first place. So I'll hand over to Tim then and ask, what, who are you, Tim? Yeah, so my name's Tim, uh, physiotherapist. Um, however, currently working for a med tech company. Um, trained, well, no, actually, scratch that. I was <laughs> suffer from Crohn's. I've uh, been diagnosed for, for, for 20 years. Um, had a, oh, crikey, hang on, where are we? In 2009, had an ileostomy, that which which was reversed about, um, after nine months. And then uh, in, a, in a weird quirk of fate, um, had a colostomy put in about six, six weeks after Rob. Um, and um, yes, very similar to um, to sort of Rob's story there, where you know be looking for information, and we, we obviously s- spoke quite a lot at the time, sort of um, asking each other lots of different questions, and what we found from our own clinicians, which had told us, and and just felt that it was a, a you know an, an opportunity to to give. Um, sort of quote real advice um instead of the the, the pessimistic forums uh, which we found often was a you know a pessimistic story at times or conversely if you look on social media it, it, it was the the classic social media everything's good everything's great and 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 there wasn't really much in between so um <clears throat> that's where sort of the idea came where 
um, you know, given that that quote real story uh, behind, you know, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's, and then potentially surgical interventions, really. So, um, yeah, that's me. I've been uh, diagnosed with Crohn's for 20 years, had, had one ileostomy reversed, and then uh, currently living with with a colostomy which will be made permanent i've been scheduled in for the well waiting to be scheduled in for the final final surgery uh which is some point in the next six to 12 months don't know yet but, uh, but yeah that's me great um and that leaves me to the odd one out doesn't it i'm i have nothing wrong with my bladder and bowel um system but um i'm also a physio a bit like you tim um my specialty, though, is rheumatology, so um, it leads me to this sort of weird part of this podcast where I'm friends with you two but have no relation to inflammatory bowel disease other than professionally. Um, it's, it makes up a bit of, bit of my work, um, and um, I spend a lot of time interested in inflammation. Um, so uh, my sort of clinical skill set... Um, overlaps quite significantly um and interestingly i suppose one of the reasons that, well i think i hopefully you've got the one of the reasons you two got me on here is because you like listening to me but the uh the one of the you both have come to me at different times with questions about joints and backs and um medical questions um which is sort of an interesting uh makes us a bit of an interesting trio really i think with our backgrounds i don't know of um another set of three people with the both the clinical experience and the personal experience of these conditions so um, hopefully that will lead us for these these interesting podcasts um as to why i'm here i suppose it's um i i was thinking this morning about how i might answer this question it was like i i feel like i'm the kid with the football um who gets invited because <laughs> <laughs> i've i've got all the editing software for <laughs> for the uh for the audio and stuff but but no uh why am i here really is um i think when i speak to the, my patients who come and see me that it's such a poor understanding of what's happening to them um such a poor understanding of their symptoms um, and how that relates potentially to being unwell or even in my case relates to their musculoskeletal system so their joints or their back um so i i'm seeing people obviously primarily because their back or their joints hurts. And then I'm asking them about their bowel habits and things. And um, there just doesn't seem to be an awareness of these conditions, which are are relatively common. Um, you know, they're not, they're not super rare. Um, and I think awareness needs to be better. So, so that's why I'm here is, uh, is, is sort of a try and get that education out there as well. Brilliant. Lovely stuff. Um, so I, I suppose we sort of covered the aim of the podcast a little bit is try and try and educate people a bit. Um, Rob, what do you give us an example of a question that you had that went unanswered for a long time and where we're going to try and try and deal with that? I think I think the biggest one for me now and or the, the one I had before surgery was when is the time to get surgery? Like when is the at what point are surgeons or doctors or gastroenterologists saying, okay, this, you know, man or woman now needs surgery. You know, where does, where do we cross that line? Is it always a personal decision where you're thinking my life is now so affected that I, you know, want the next step. Is it a medical decision? Now, obviously there are emergencies that need surgery. You know, you can have a, you know, toxic megacolon, you can rupture a bowel due to inflammation. So there are times when surgery is done as an emergency, but outside of that, 
and it's more of this kind of elective, you know, pre-booked in surgery, who pulls the trigger on that? You know, is that the patient? Is it the is it the doctor? From personal experience, I had, you know, lots of doctors, gastroenterologists saying, you know, at some point in the future, it's probably, you know, th this might be on the cards or it might be time to start, you know, getting your head around that or, you know, reaching out to people that have had same surgeries to kind of get your head around it a little bit more. But no one ever said, this is the time to me. And it was me kind of actually putting the trigger on it and me paying to go and see a private surgeon to actually say, you know, what are my options here? Um, and that's something I still recommend now to a lot of people is if you can, you know, have the luxury to do that is go and see someone just to have an outline of what the options are. That doesn't mean you need to have the surgery privately, but just so you understand from his or her perspective, wh where are we on that time frame? And he said to me and said, yep, yeah, okay, so we can't do this surgery because of where your information is. We can't do this one. This is pretty much your only option. I wouldn't recommend option A, B, C or D. This is what this is the direction you're headed in. I would rather do it at this time rather than this time because if you're so unwell, it makes you know healing more of a challenge. So he outlaid this whole plan for about half an hour as to where his head at his head was at with regards to my future, and it was such a you know eye-opening journey for me to then walk away and say, okay, cool. So this is probably going to be the next twelve months. When's it going to be a good time for me to have it? Can I book this in? Can I schedule it? Where am I at? So that was the biggest reason for me, and that was the one of the reasons I wanted to jump on here was to help you know, distill that information really to the uh, to the gen pop and to people who are in similar situations to where I was three years ago, three years ago. Mm. I think, um, yeah, for me as well, like you say, dispelling that information to the to the general population. Like, like I said, I work with people who have, especially when I was in the NHS a little while ago. You know, I worked with maybe twenty five percent of my patients had a uh, an inflammatory bowel disease, and I still don't really know what the signs and symptoms are um the most i've learned is from you two telling me what's going on um and so i and that's you know i'm in a in a in a more exposed part of the population like i'm seeing these people and um understanding you know what's going on and yet i i still i'm not that well aware of it so i think if we can give that a lot of that information that'd be really good what about you tim what what what's your current unanswered question let's go with that your current unanswered question that we're going to get someone on to answer i mean i think for <clears> there <throat> was obviously very similar to rob um and, and we'll obviously talk in in detail with uh when we cover a bit more of my story like i was trying to put off stuff for a long time because i didn't want that finality so um i'm my own wor worst enemy at, at, at times but like i think uh, as i've got older and sort of learned more about myself I, I think what i would have definitely benefited is is kind of very similar to to what rob was saying but more from the medical perspective with Crohn's of like the these are the you know um these are this is plan A. If plan A doesn't work and that's the threshold that is considered failed, then plan B, then we'll look at this. Because what I used to used to get sort of blase with is, oh, I'm being monitored, which I was. But then, like, what? when do I go and bother somebody as, as sort of failed? And 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 I think that, that, you know, in hindsight would have been beneficial, um, uh, those sorts of things. Uh, but then really for me for for sort of my stage at the, at the journey sort of um, um and we'll go go into a little bit more detail but i've had quite a few complications post-surgery uh, nothing major but like um i think 
it's fair to say, and, and, and Rob can agree or disagree, his his was fair, you know, because it was more planned. Um, his, his was more um, uh, conventional and textbook, um, and he's had much more, uh, you know, he's, he's back doing more of this, whereas I'm nowhere near my, my fitness goals and, you know, all this sort of stuff. So um, I think sort of looking into how do I get back doing all of those things you know i'm back back at work full time starting to do exercise but like reintegrating into quote normal life um you know because at the minute i'm just finding my feet and there's mm -hmm. lots of uh, trial and error but you know is, is the research is the you know is the guidance beyond you know do what you feel right and it'd be interesting to to, to know where and, and and i know we've got a few uh, a few people lined up to to try and help hope hopefully answer those questions and you know hopefully we can sort of unpick that ourselves with you know uh, our own lived experience but also our own clinical experience as well um but that 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 would be for me the, the sort of process that i'd like to to sort of unravel yeah absolutely i think um you know from a from a relative outsider looking in the for someone who you know we're going to be crass in this podcast, aren't we? Because we can talk a lot about poo, but you know, for someone, for someone who goes to the toilet and goes for a poo once a day and have done for the last 37 years, give or take, um, except for the odd occasion, you know, the learning from you two, the absolute impact on your lives, mm. you know, it's so, you know, it doesn't cross my mind. Like I've been for a poo today. That's fine. Like I won't go for a poo until tomorrow. And the absolute impact <laughs> on your life do you know what i mean though like yeah, yeah. is it's so not a it's so not anything to me like it is nothing yeah it's just so not like it's like breathing it's nothing and then to hear you two yeah. you know um for the and the period of time not even just like you know if someone gets if someone gets the shits you eat, eat some dodgy chicken and you get you get this you know that's really bad but then to to for a day or two then to hear you guys over years have that serious impact on your lives it mm. just you know still is is just um, unbelievable to me that you guys have had to put up with that and the journeys that you guys have been on and that that's the way i put it to people is we have been like, oh you know can you do this thing tomorrow morning can you you know where i, I was always really bad in the morning um, so before 12 o'clock, after 12 o'clock, I was kind of, kind of mostly, unless I was really, really bad. Uh, if I was going beyond 12 o'clock, that's when I knew I was kind of ready to be hospitalized. So, um, you know, before 12 o'clock and the way I put it to people who were like, oh, can you do this in the morning? You know, can we get an early flight? I'd be like, imagine that today you ate some you know, dodgy chicken and tomorrow you knew you were going to have the shits for three hours. How would you feel about having a taxi pick you up tomorrow morning at eight o'clock? Like, where would your head be at with that kind of anxiety? you'd be, okay, where can I stop and on the motorway to find a bathroom? Where can I do all of that? And that's the 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 bathroom anxiety, whatever you want to call it. Have I just coined that yeah. term? I'm not sure. But that anxiety around that of, oh, where can I do this? You know, I knew, I knew all the restaurants which had bathrooms you could dip into, which pub you'd be able to go into. You know, I knew the toilets pretty well at all the service stations to the various airports I'd go to on the way back. And that was it. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know what it's like. And that's, yeah, that's what it was. And, and it wasn't just that. It was the time. It was the fear and the stress around it. We know the impact of stress and cortisol spiking on inflammation. So there's that whole thing. And I was very lucky that I could adapt my working life. So I didn't see patients before 12 o'clock. So I might have to cover reception and stuff. 
but that was a lot easier. I could, you know, go go to and from as I pleased. But the actual, I didn't see patients for before twelve o'clock for years, for years, and it was it was just yeah, I'm lucky that I could set it up that way. But so many others can't, um, and they're stuck in jobs where they can't nip out to the bathroom every every fifteen minutes, or you know, as soon as you left the bathroom, I have to go back in again, which is rather frustrating. <laughs> It's mental. It's mental looking back, um, like like you were saying there, Rob, with you know, planning your journey if you had to go in the morning, and I'd be planning from the night before, like when when I ate, I'm when sure. I drank. Um, you know, if 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 I wasn't particularly well controlled, I'd take some loperamide like in the evening, and then the morning just to you know try and clog me up to make sure that I got through, particularly if I was doing a flight, and. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of watching your face, Jack, to, to what I'm about to say now, is I would carry spare underwear and trousers in me in me bag, in my rucksack, mm. just in case. Still do to this oh, day. I totally and- believe it. Totally believe <laughs> it. And, and, you know, and you, you, I, have, I, have, I have some empathy in, in, you know, everybody in the world's been caught short occasionally, but it's, it's the repetitive duration of it. And maybe we'll get into it at some point. Like, my life is... is similar but in a in a completely different cause um so i have have some empathy from that point of view with this hyper planning situation and and all this kind of stuff um but it's like i i the it's that relentlessness of it the relentlessness of every day imagine Mm. imagine you're ill every day like um and i think that for me is from you two that's really yeah. really opened my eyes really opened my eyes and I, I really want to get that across to people and we were saying just before we started recording that we want it to we want this to be more about people's experience than pure like for a clinic we'll get clinicians on we'll talk clinically about some stuff but really get that experience out to help people who are either experiencing these conditions or live with people or, or interact with people who are experiencing these conditions so they can understand mm. better yeah, I, I agree. And it's a, I think that's a really useful topic for people to talk about because these are things that aren't really spoken about. And, you you know, we raise awareness for chronic colitis, but that doesn't mean, yeah, how can I plan bathroom breaks better? You know, it's more about raising awareness. People have heard of the condition, but actually the intricacies of day-to-day management of it, that's what's, you know, I think that we can shine a light on really well from lived experience, from other from us from other patients from other people who've been through the same thing from family members as you said and then from the medical side as well um which i think is going to be really beneficial i agree and and, and i don't know whether you found this rob um and i don't know if, even if you do did this clinically i know i did um but if i had anybody with a you know a similar condition i'd go i get it i've got it and the, the look of relief when somebody would go you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm going through, um, and, yeah. and I think that is often the case with you know because it's uh, you know I hate that I'm going to say this like a taboo topic. You know, or I have to plan because I don't want to be caught short. Or I've you know socially you know I'm, I used to do my head in when putting my patient hat on, where I go, I'm 37. You know, while I was 36, when I was struggling massively, like, and I can't control my own bowels. I remember having those, like, thoughts, like, I'm 36, like, my, my three-year-old nephew's got better bowel, bowel control than me. Like, that that was genuinely what would go on in in my head. And, mm. and, I, and I think that sort of understanding 
that people are in similar predicaments once medically mm. things get better strategies you know all those sorts of things you know it, when you talk to people with similar conditions and and they mention similar things like you know rob you talking about that you know the toilet radar toilet map whatever you want to call it like the number of times we'd go into a new new establishment and and friends or family would go tim where's the toilet and i'd go i've never been here before they'd go yeah but you know where it is like you'll know you know <laughs> you'll just know where it is and i'd be like yeah it's i think it's over in that far corner like because you, you're constantly on a pivot like trying to think right if i suddenly get the urge to go where do i need to run off to um it's just those little things that yeah you, yeah. you know, until you don't like now because of the, the you know the stoma like i'm not having to think about those things it's 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 yeah. creating that headspace that it's suddenly got more energy like to actually process yeah. other things than where's where's the bloody toilet <laughs> well the, 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 only, the only good thing that came out of this was my friends and families to always laugh at us was um we always got any room with an ensuite so ever we stayed in a hotel we rented a house anywhere we always had the nicest room my friends always used to joke about it. They was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Rob can have that room." <laughs> that was always because <laughs> so wherever that was, I always got the uh, always got the poo sweet toilet, which worked well. <laughs> Don't get that anymore. <laughs> Don't get that anymore. Um, I just want to I just want to interject at this point and say like we we want to put a positive spin on this as well. Um, like I think the journeys that you guys you two are on now are so much po more positive than prior um to have maybe a few months ago or a few years ago um and you know rob you, particularly when we talk to you about you know your running and um, that kind of stuff um and tim probably just not being hospitalized on, on steroids all the time um well, well, this, well, this time last year i was still in hospital exactly um yeah. and i think to the other reason I think you two are really good for this is you've done you've done pretty much all the aspects of the journey so far. I mean, Tim, you're not quite there yet, as you said, but like, mm. you know, you guys have been through the sh to pardon the pun again, the shitty times, and then into this positive upward set of circumstances. Mm. Um, and I really want us to uh, focus on that so that people who are still in in the quote unquote shitty times think okay there is there understand that there is some light at the end of that tunnel oh yeah massively and and, and i would agree there was yeah. you know, this time last year was in and out as, as you both know in and out with you know repeated infections complications all that sort of stuff to then you know fast forward to n now it must about to stop well literally starting my second week of you know quote dream job like things can massively turn around and mm. and it's only the the final stages of my personal health journey that i'm going through but like you know if you'd spoken to me this well you you guys did spoke to me this time last year it was totally different mm. circumstances no totally agree i think that brings us really nicely to the plan for the show so um we this is we're calling this episode one or i don't know prequel prelude whatever we want to call this i don't know i haven't I haven't quite decided on that yet but um then we've got uh we talked to um i've totally blanked on his surname tim so you're gonna have to to um help me out here McFarland. well that's it mike McFarland. we've with the first one which we've already recorded before we even recorded this um is that we talked all about the diagnostic journey which was really fascinating 
Um, so that really early part, uh, we cover loads of ground from initial symptoms to actually sort of testing and that kind of thing, which is really good. Um, and then um, we're going to the next one that I want to do is what I've titled all about Tim. So we're going to do we're going to get really into the weeds of Tim and his personality and tear him to bits. <laughs> I think that's no. going to be a good idea. <laughs> Lucky, you two. Lucky us. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky us. No topic off the table, Tim. Um, no. And then we've got you've got your surgeon lined up, Tim. We're gonna we're gonna um, ask them some questions. Then we're gonna do the same thing to Rob. We're gonna talk all about Rob, tear him to pieces, um, and um, and then go on from there. We've got, we've got some other other podcasts planned about exercise, um, and um, then get some more more people in with IBD to tell us their experiences. So I'm I'm excited about doing the recordings. To be honest, I think it's going to be good fun. The first one certainly was fun. That was uh that was really good that uh, we did just over an hour and it went in the blink of an eye so looking forward to putting that <coughs> yeah awesome Great. can't wait should we wrap it up there then lads yes yeah. yeah i think that'd Excellent. be great i think that was a um, really good overview and i think a good a good summary of what's to come awesome um just to tie some loose ends we will have an email address it's not set up yet um so have a, uh, wherever you're listening or watching it'll be in the um what's called the show notes just underneath the video or the audio we'll put that put an email address into uh would encourage anybody listening to get in touch with any questions that or topics that they want us to cover um we'll see how we go we might be able to do little miniature ones where if people have specific questions for rob or tim we can we can answer those um we'll do that uh, and do what we can anybody um who has particular people with they think would be really fascinated to talk to we'd also really like to do that um uh, anybody who's uh, anywhere near Siren Sester and fancies being seeing Rob as a cut for for some Cairo, then um, Cairo treatments. He's pretty he's pretty good at that. Um, that'd be really good. Um, do do get. I'm really, I really Rob. am. I'm great. So. He is really good. Really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the best best Cairo in that. In fact, you are aren't you chiropractor of the year currently? Apparently, I am. Yes, I did win an award. So that sitting, was a bit of a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was more for like raising awareness. Nah, stuff, it's but, because uh, you're it's because of your quality, mate. It's because of your quality. So yeah. uh, we'll put we'll put your <laughs> clinic in the show notes there as well, as well, in case anybody cool. is nearby. Um, and yeah, other than that, Thank we'll you. um we'll uh we'll crack on creating these shows. And um, yes, yeah, so, oh, I know what we need to do. We need to say sign up to stuff. So you need to what subscribe, click like buttons, leave reviews and ratings, please, yeah. to people. Um, that'd be really great. And yeah, otherwise, um, we'll we'll record some more episodes for people to listen to. Amazing, awesome. Fantastic. Thanks everyone for listening and we hope to catch you all on the next episode. Woo.